Hello, Sky friends. Scott here. I'm jumping in to let you all know that Seasons of Skyrend has officially launched our Patreon page. Now you can help support the show directly and get some bonuses in return. We have rewards ranging from special Discord roles to outtakes to creating your own NPC for the world of Skyrend and more. Head over to patreon.com slash skyrendpodcast for all the details. Every dollar goes into running and improving the show that you have helped make a success. And with your support, we can make the show even better. Thank you all so much for listening to us. Again, that's patreon.com slash skyrendpodcast. Any amount of support is appreciated. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Hello, Sky friends, and thank you for joining us. I am your host and DM, Scott. I'm here today to talk to you about our sponsor, Libris Arcana. They offer dice subscriptions, leather gaming covers, and more. I signed up for their monthly subscription, and let me tell you, these are some great dice. They're perfect for causing some trouble in our game. Head over to their website, librisarcana.com, and you can get a subscription of your very own. That's L-I-B-R-I-S-A-R-C-A-N-A dot com. As a bonus to Seasons of Skyrend listeners, you can use the promo code SKYREND at checkout to receive 20% off your first month. Each month, you'll receive a new and unique set of dice delivered right to your door. Again, enter promo code SKYRAND at checkout to receive 20% off your first month's subscription. Go get yourself some dice and help us keep the lights on. Thank you, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrim. Book 2, Chapter 53, A Confrontation in Capris. As you mount up and get ready to leave on your horses, which direction are we headed? Where are we headed, Arnis? Patches. So you're heading back to Capris? Yes. Which was the last known location of Patches. Okay. Let's uh, let's take a look at the map real quick. Just so you guys get an idea of the terrain you're going through. This is nothing you haven't seen before, but right now you are here in the Frost Swamps, kind of central here in the northeastern part of the continent, and Capris is almost directly north of you. It'll be a while before you get to any semblance of a road, but then... Yeah, there will be some sort of path to follow. Yay. There's a path to Pathox. Good. Good. There's a path to Capris. Patches. Yeah. No, for sure Patches is Pathox yet. I know. I'm making an assumption. He could be... He could be Rodox. That's not a name yet. What about Highway Ox? I prefer that. Driveway Ox? I prefer Scenic Root Ox. (laughs) (laughs) 
state road ox. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Are we good? No. Oh, we're great. <laughs> but we'll live. <laughs> alley ox. Oh, I like that. Alley alley oxen freak. <laughs> okay, so you want to head back up to Capris. Well, um, want to and need to, I think, are, are two separate <laughs> things, but we'll go with it. If you want to go somewhere else instead, you may. Yeah. I'm I think not forcing you. I think it's unwise at this juncture to go anywhere else. Agree. Corum has yeah, certainly... I think it's also unwise to be going where we're going. <laughs> Agree. Yeah, agreed. Sorry. Corum has certainly been reminding Darvin of your obligations. Which I would have by this point yeah. passed on. But, I mean, how often do you guys do what you're told anyways? Yeah, it's not often. But if you want to head back up to Capris, that's fine. Let's see, who's actually been through that way? Baron Misha has a faint recollection of this journey from here to there. And Baron Misha knows that it'll take about a couple of weeks or so, maybe a little bit more to get there. Is there anything you want to be doing on the way there? Because uh, you've got a couple of weeks now. Is this time, like, while the horses rest, if there's something that you need to be doing, if there are people you need to be making amends with, if there are prayers you need to be making... There's magic you need to be learning. Vale's going to be spending a lot of time practicing reloading their hand crossbow using their mage hand. Okay. I think I'm mostly just playing as we go, seeing if I can figure out how these old, like, power ballads are different hmm. than what I'm used to, to see if I can actually, like... Harness the power of the ballad... <laughs> wow. Yeah, but like way more practically <laughs> than, than you. <laughs> to see if I can actually use them for their intended purpose. Okay. Darvin. I'm just keeping my head down, trying to stay out of trouble. Not even practicing my chest drums along the harnesses practice, although it's tempting. What trouble is it you imagine you might get into? Oh, it just. You know. No, I don't. Oh, just. You know. <laughs> This and that, I suppose. I mean, like, are you worried you're going to get in trouble on a spiritual level? No, no, no. Are no. you worried Vale's going to stab you in the middle of the night? A little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be worried about that, too. No, no, spiritually we're good. I talked to my god. I'm cool there, at least for a bit. But I'm a little worried about, you know, party tension. Start so that interpersonal conflict, that's just getting put on the back burner then. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that thing? All right. In which case, as you all make a stop one night, probably a couple days after you find the actual path that leads you back up north towards Capris, um, this is firmer terrain. The weather's warming up as you head farther away from winter and get closer to autumn. And you stop at the side of the road one night. And Aranus wants to do some work with his power balance. Yeah. So, Aranus. Yeah. Which power ballad is it? I'm going to start with something like low level. Like Dancing Lights, low okay. level. What level is Dancing Lights? It's a cantrip. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty low stakes. Well, I mean, if I'm just learning how to do something, it doesn't make sense to try to, like, swan dive if I can't dog paddle. Oh, no, go right up to those level 9 spells. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Let me just attempt Wish that I can't actually cast normally. Okay. You start with Dancing Lights. Let's have a performance roll. Oh, well. It's still playing music out of a music book. It is. You've spent a lot of time studying it, so it's not playing for the first time. 19. Oh, I love that bonus. You and Emma are in a good rhythm right now. Since it's a cantrip, it's a shorter song, and as you're playing it, you see Baron Misha start to get a little, like, concerned. What? What, what are you doing? What? Don't... Sh are you trying to... I don't want to draw attention here. No magic. And then they look around, and they're just like, oh, no lights. Weird. thought that was a spell. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue on. I feel like I should explain to him what's going on. Well, no, you're right. It is a spell, except it's old. And apparently 
magic has changed, so I'm trying to relearn. I, I recognize the song. They are definitely from the fourth age. Dang, that bro. Was, that was only 165 years ago. I guess that's fair. They are older than that. I guess, yeah. I guess They are over fair. 200, so I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm just a little, like, maybe half-elf, so that's impressive to me. But go ahead and roll Arcana. 22. You can stay, Dice. You can those, stay. Those new purple ones are doing all right. You can stay. Gosh, how many times have you even done this now? It's been a lot, hasn't it? What? Like, this off and off. Not necessarily this exact spell, no, but, but, like, but how often have you been, like, messing around in this Power Ballad book? Off and on. And, like, playing music. Trying to figure out, like, how to make it work, Yeah. So I think, what was it, before, all the stuff that you had learned, like, magic is tuned differently. Mm. It's out of tune. And at this point, you're fairly confident, like, yeah, I need to find a way to drag magic, or not drag magic, like, retune magic. Um, what is it called when you take one song and, like, transpose it? Mm-hmm. Transpose. Hey, look at me. Um, <laughs> you said the word, and I was like, that is the word. That is literally the word. <laughs> um, I think at this point, especially with that nice high 22-something-ish roll. 22. 22 roll. As a magician, you... Or not as a magician. As a magician, yes. And as a musician, you either need to find a transposition key, or you need to just brute force it with like a high volume of magic. If you turn the speakers up loud enough... Let's go up to 11. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, oh yeah, play out of tune all you want, but you get to a certain volume, and like, people don't care. Final tap it. <laughs> you will start a mosh pit of magic somewhere. <laughs> mosh pit of magic. And you can certainly feel M, like, trying to help you along, but whatever it is that she can or can't do, like, this is a stretch for her. And after you finish playing that song, she's a little winded. I can hear her, like... <sighs> as she breathes out, it's like running your finger along the strings of a lute. <sighs> Anything else? No. Keep poking at it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like now is not the time to try to brute force it, right? So my only other option is just keep working or try to figure out how to transpose it into something that is that means something to me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to use brute force, especially when I got that warning from Baron Misha just now about, like, uh, what are you doing? Well, Baron Misha's main concern was you're casting a spell that sets up dancing lights, and it is nighttime, and you're going to draw a lot of attention. Oh, yeah. It just... It's I'm, like shooting fireworks off in the middle of a field. People are going to notice. I was pretty sure it wasn't going to work, which is why I'm like, I'm just going to do this. And they were pretty certain it was going to work. Hmm. Yeah, just based on their understanding of magic. Okay. Are we ready to get to Capris, or is there more that you all want to do between now and then? <sighs> Nothing. Nothing right. anybody wants to do. There's one thing that wants to do that wants to have a conversation with Arnis. Oh, well, it's gonna happen early on in our travels. We don't want to air any grievances before we get there. The airing of grievances. I was gonna say we don't need to have Festivus up in here because we can do that. We can do the airing of All grievances. Right. So Arnis will facilitate. Grievances do not interfere with the mission. We're good. So it's okay. Got a chaos. It's fine. Totally fine. Fine. Anyway. All right. So let's say it's early morning the next day after this stop. Baron Misha is the first one up. They've made a small fire to heat up some food, like heat up some water. Uh, they're making some like makeshift tea real fast. And yeah, as you're all sitting around the fire, enjoying a nice light meal, let's have this conversation. So, I know you've noticed that until recently, I um, have spent more time writing in this, and I hold up my red leather bound notebook than I had in the past. I would like to ask if you'd be willing to help me in that endeavor currently, seeing as I'm left to my own devices, unable to do it. Because, you know, can't write with my left hand. I'm right-handed. Uh, sure. No idea what Vale um, was about to ask me. I'm like, uh... I'm going to explain um, that 
one of the things members of my guild do and in, in, in taking on the responsibility of helping with this, you, you're, you're assisting me in some work for the guild and that it's my requirement to keep essentially a journal of what I'm doing. And should I pass, it's my way to leave a last task for the guild to do in my name. You don't think there's a uh, another member of our party who is better suited to helping you with this task than I am? I, uh... I mean, I'll help you. Of course I will, because, you know, I'm, like, responsible for the whole arm thing, and I feel indebted to you, but I'm just saying... The specific reason why I'm asking you is I know you know how to get it to try it. Because you went, mm-hmm. and you would know specifically where to take it to get it to him. Okay. Should something happen to me? You planning on something happening to you? I'm just saying I'm... I was about to say half the fighter I was, and I just can't make that mm. joke. Because no. um, you're not. You're just missing an arm. Uh, I'm, I'm not as capable as I was, and until then I want to make sure that preparations have been made. Okay. Should I pass? And you do that, all you have to take to dry and is the notebook in my bracer. And they'll know what to do. Okay. Sims finishes up his tea. Okay. <laughs> so, everybody gets back up on their horses and. <laughs> Ernest is making uncomfortable noise again. <laughs> Sorry. Arnis, it's okay. No. <laughs> Good. Okay. It's fine. Everything is fine. And you continue your journey back north towards Capris. When you originally left the city, it was to the east. And this time you're approaching it from the south. So the first thing you come across isn't that bulletin board, and it isn't the shop where Patches has set up. But returning to Capris... You find the city much as you remember. An old and bulky fishing boat is at the docks, its weary crew bringing a tense energy on shore with them as they head to the Blue Crab Tavern. The townsfolk are doing their best to either be accommodating or give them space. The hotel sends an employee to the boat to find out how many rooms they'll be needing. The doors to the Driftwood House remain closed, as there are no special events today. And there, at the edge of town, just off to your right, is the small building, still adorned with high-quality items, where Patches has set up shop. What do you all do now that you're back in Capris? Before we go in there, anybody need anything? You mean from in there? No, I mean like supplies. Crossbow bolts, arrows, anything of that nature before we go do something stupid. I don't mean anything of that nature, but Vale is going to, before they go in there... They're going to, and we haven't done a lot with the shifting ability that I have since I've lost an arm, but I would like to shift into the form my mother traditionally took when she went to go on assignment. Do you mean just perseverance in her natural changeling state? No. Her human form that she was taking. So yeah, your mother's human visage, you've seen plenty of times as a child. Mm -hmm. Uh, the name you told me was Mara Wind River. Yep. Okay. And this is the first time you've shifted since losing an arm. Mm-hmm. And there's a definite twinge of pain right there where your right arm should be as all of the impulses in your body are sending out the signals, change, change, and then just, nope. It's like you can't grow an arm Worst example for this. of phantom limb ever. Yeah, there's like a brief flash of lightning just spreading across your shoulder, but it passes. And yeah, you look like Mara Wind River, minus an arm. This is a form I don't think anybody else here has seen, though. So Mara looks not striking as a human. As an infiltrator, you don't want to look like someone people are going to remember. Um, (laughs) So her features are very mundane. The most striking thing about her is, you know, redheads aren't totally common. She has, like, a darker red hair. And is it about average height for a human woman? So... Shorter than my normal height? Like five and a half feet? Yeah. Okay. 
Sam's a little taken aback at the new form. Well, Kara's kind of burned at this point, so... <laughs> I had a confrontation with the representative of the co- highest levels of the Elvin government. Kara's not going to be coming back anytime soon. Arnis or Darvin, any last things you want to do? Any last prep? Sharpen my sword. Your nice draconic rune sword? Which I don't even know if works anymore after the thing. What thing? Well, the, you remember the great magic suck? Oh, yeah, yeah, that. Your magic gear still works. Oh, okay. Good yeah, gear. and since we're going against patches, someone needs to take out the mantle because that's our that's our nuclear option here, people. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, the mantle. We don't know how to use it. Uh, we do know how to use it. We haven't used it ever effectively, <laughs> but we do know how to use it. <laughs> is, it, is, it is this use the same as the last? I guess it should be, huh? Theoretically. Conceptually, the use is the same. Theoretically, yes. <laughs> Actually... We have no idea. In this case, might it be smarter not to attack him head on, but like set up somewhere, right? Because the mantle will suck energy out of him without a confrontation, right? You At least theoretically, right? And it has it activates it. by like proximity, right? But, but I mean, we don't necessarily have to knock knock hit patches. We could get near enough and activate and see what happens, right? So you're saying go, like, stand on the outside of the building and then turn it on and see what happens? Possibly, unless we have to get inside, in which case, sneak in, same deal. It's up to you. I feel like if we turn it on outside the building, we give him an opportunity to run. That's also possibly true. And also, like, all we're gonna get is all the, like, residual magic energy from all the other magical shit in his shop. Well, that's probably gonna happen... Oh, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, but it'll suck all of that before it, like... Which might be good, because you know if we attack him, that's the first thing he's going to hit us with. Anything you don't want the magic taken from should go in the boot of the holding and stay with the horses. Any item you don't want to risk losing magic from. Now, the only one I have is my bracer, and I'm in no place to not use it, so... I don't think I can leave my sword behind for this battle. (laughs) It's a gamble, but I need that extra D4. I think you need to consult with Em and see what she thinks. <laughs> I can't leave her. You have your dad's loot. It's in the boot. Alright, all right. I guess I ask. What do you ask? The, I tell her there's a potential for, like, magical energy to get sucked out of, like, everything in proximity to us. Well, I mean, if you want to go in there without a loot, that's your own call. Well, I have, I have the loot that belonged to my father. You swore to me you wouldn't play it. I did, but I also am concerned of you being, like, sucked into a weird vortex. I think I'll be fine. Okay. That's good enough. Oh, that's good enough for you me? Either, you either take me or you take no loot. My goodness. All right. <laughs> well then, Miss Sassy Pants. Um, then on your own metaphorical head, be it. Yeah. Em is still not willing to bend on that agreement that you've made. All right. You said it, Missy. <laughs> well, it's more that you take me or you take no loot. <laughs> I... It's not like I can get up and walk away. N- no. But I'm giving you the option to not risk mm-hmm. your existence. If you intend on playing music, I'm coming with you. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. What other magic items are you all bringing with you? I have to take my armor. You've got your duck armor. Right. You're taking the shirt. Ooh. Yeah, because yeah. it did some fun stuff last time. That was fun. All right. I realize he was only a memory and probably not super powerful like he is in real life, but... All right. Darvin, are you bringing your kangaroo? Ooh. Pouch yeah. might come in handy. I think Pouchet's its name now. Pouchet. <laughs> you just call your kangaroo Pouchet. That Pouchet thing really yeah. did come in handy. I think I'm going to bring the kangaroo. Okay. But I'm going to leave the slightly psychic paper. Oh, yeah. Corm's page. Oh. Man, you haven't prayed with that in a long time. I was like, oh, no. psychic paper. That's because I'm still on a mission. Okay. So, kangaroo and sword. Armor and shirt and M. Yeah. Gauntlet for you. Yep. That's it? That's all I got. We'll leave the boot. We leave in the dagger here? We threw the dagger in the ocean. Oh, we did throw the dagger in the ocean. I keep, for- Why do I keep forgetting that. We only like half talked about it. 
We've mentioned it like ten times since then. So, because yeah. I keep going. Wait a minute. Do we have the dagger? Um, you no longer have any sun orbs, so you don't have to worry about that. It really is all the end of your magic items, huh? Mm-hmm. You don't have any magic potions? Oh, wait a minute. We have a potion of clairvoyance. We have yeah. three potions of healing. Hmm? We each have one on us. But those are magic, but you can bring them. Then they might get straight. Is there a back entrance to this building? It's a relatively small building. There's the one door. There's like a window or two. And some fancy stuff attached to the outside. All that wonderful magic goodness inside. Alright, we're going in. I suppose there's no time like a present. Let's do it. Oh, fucking right. (laughs) Who's going in first? Darvin. (laughs) Fine, I will stealth in. Oh, you're stealthing? It's going to stealth in, nice. If I'm going in first, I'm stealthing. Alright, roll me a stealth. 20. Nice, nice. Yeah, you're able to open up the door fairly silently, slink on in without making a noise. Darvin, entering the shop, the air hangs still, and everything is silent. A beam of light streaks in through the window. Looking around, you don't notice anybody in the aisles or behind the counter. On a shelf behind the counter, though, you see a number of trinkets and a wooden head with Tane's mask placed on it. Creepy. Like a display head. Not like he killed a wooden person (laughs) and beheaded it. Right. Okay. Who else is coming in? I almost stealth in too. All right, stealth away. Because I'm just gonna walk right yeah, in. Yeah, because it gives us a we can get lion weight and then you can make your grand entrance. Well, it's a good thing my bonus is ridiculous. That's an 18. Okay. You're also able to enter very silently. Stop right up behind Darvin. A question I should have asked: Are you bringing Sam or Baron Misha with you? I think it's up to them. Like, yeah, I think we post that to... I have no need to bring Baramisha, but I think we especially post it to Sam, because this could be, you know, this could be a, a suicide mission. Well, Baron Misha, given the choice, will probably decline. Yeah. You're on a mission to attack a child uh, with whom they have no issue at this point. They're not sure things are as dire as you say. Like, why would a god just be hanging out in a shop somewhere? And if they are a god, what, why would Baron Misha have any excuse to go attacking them? Like, from from the lawful angle of it, why would a member of elven nobility attack a god? I totally understand. So they are definitely hesitant, especially since they are not a particularly skilled fighter. They will offer to take care of the horses, probably go put them up at the stables, where you actually bought these horses. Yeah, these horses have come full trip. Baronisha will take your horses back to hoof it. Get them stabled, get them fed, get them brushed. They'll be well taken care of. Sam, though. Sam and Sniffins, given the option to help. Yeah. You've been there for him. He'll be there for you. I like biting the urge to clap right now. I know, man. I'm very happy about that. I feel like he was waiting for one of us to do it. No, I wasn't even thinking about that. You're looking around like, come on, someone. No, I saw saw Shannon's face. I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? I was just going to, like, tap it out on the table, but that was fighting the urge, too. So Okay. Do it. Sam will bring up the rear, though. He'll let Arnus go in first. Cool. If anyone's going to make noise... We didn't establish who has it right now. That's a good question. Who does have the mantle? Who's carrying that thing? I'm not. Because, um, <laughs> not just for the sole reason, the fact that... Uh, armless... But if I'm going to fight the dude, I need my, my one arm for fighting. I can't have the mantle. <laughs> no. I guess I have it. Just in your bag? Yeah. Okay. Wrapped in the thing, whatever whatever we had it wrapped in, and then... Mantle cloth. Yeah, I think it was just in some cloth. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and roll stealth to get in there silently, Arnus. Oh, I'm not going in silently. Oh, okay. Are you kidding me? I don't stealth. Well, fine then. I mean, I guess I can stealth. Arnis, but... make your entrance. All right. Well, I mean, if you're not being stealthy, like, you walk in. I feel like I walk in the door like old west, like gunfighter style, where like I go in and I let the door like clink, clink, clink. <laughs> yes. Behind me. You walk in. The sound of your boots on the floorboards leave a nice little echo. You walk up to the counter, and there's nobody to be seen. Is there a bell on the counter? 
Or like something for like like ring for service. I mean, I think so, just because I think that's fun. Yeah, if you want to ring a bell. Bling. <laughs> oh yeah. You look around. You don't see any movement. You don't hear any movement for a long moment. I think since you're not stealthy and you just walked up to the counter, I think you can see this. As you're standing at the counter, ringing the bell, looking around, besides all the other stuff in the room, on the floor behind the counter, you see a rug that's been pulled aside, revealing a door set into the floor that's been propped open. And there's a narrow staircase that leads down to a dimly lit basement. And after about 30 seconds or so, here patches. Just a moment. And soon enough, you hear his footsteps on the steps. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I've had a bad feeling about this since we decided not to deal with it the first time. <laughs> oh, yet here we are. Fair enough. And you see the same young wood elf boy, slight gap in his teeth, and he sees you, Arnus, and he sees Sam standing behind you. Oh, hi again. Welcome back. Are you looking for another, uh, looking to get some more stuff? Here to do another task? Are your other friends around? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, it's a lot of questions all at once. Hi. Hmm. I just assumed he was going to then ask them one at a time. No, I mean, he's the, waiting an- for the answer to all of them is, in a way. So, uh, would you like to do another task for me? For you, no. No? And you, you don't want anything else here from the shelves? Okay. Oh, no. I do. But I'm not here to do a task for you. Well, it might be a little difficult. But I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. What brings you here today? You. Thank you. I feel special. I don't know that I'd thank me yet. I think that might be premature. <clears throat> I want to know who you are. I thought we've gone over this. Name's Patches. Mm-hmm. Come from uh, down south. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I run this shop. I, sorry, I'm not sure I know what you want to know. I want to know who you really are. An entrepreneur? Okay, wait a minute. Let me step out for one second. Out of the store? No, no, no. How long ago was it that your mom got killed? Oh, um, I think now it would have been sixteen. Ish. Yeah. I yeah, like. I don't. Like I don't that. need yeah. like yeah. like. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's all I need to hear. <laughs> let me let me be clearer. I happen to know that at the very least, sixteen years ago, and I'm fairly certain much longer ago than that, you looked exactly the same as you do now. Oh, well, you know, we elves, we age slowly. No, no, not that slowly. Who the hell are you? I mean, I, I think from like a mechanical standpoint here, I need you to exude some sort of leverage than a question. Are you bribing, threatening? Like, what's the deal here? See, I don't actually know because I don't want to like murder him if he's not actually Patbox. But at the same time, he's kind of an asshole. So, so you're partially like, okay with it. So I'm partially okay with like smoking this dude, but like. <sighs> I, he basically, like, he... He's an arms dealer. Yeah, and he, like... It's not all weapons. And he, like, half-murdered his best friend with that stupid mask crap. So, I mean, I guess... Okay, instead of just the question, then... All right. You age slowly. Elves age slowly. Yeah. You age not at all. <laughs> Which means there is something more to you than just a regular elf. You 90% of killed a person, I think, that was your best friend with that mask right there and then wanted one of us to wear it, presumably to do the same thing to us. What? So, whoever the hell you are, we're ending this now. When did I ask you to wear the mask? He didn't ask any of us to wear it. He didn't ask Perseverance, he asked to wear it. I was in the memories. Uh, Oh, no, I thought he... Oh, he asked us to do a task for him that presumably the mask would make easier. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah. also, that was in the memories. That was not the real one. No, no, wait a minute. That was in the memory. Yep. Was it? Uh huh. Yes. Damn it. Okay. What have no recollection of? Yes, you would have no reason to remember it, but you certainly remember it clear as a bell. Right. Because he doesn't know it was me. That, like, we... Because we weren't there. I, um, I don't know if you would want to wear the mask. It would be dangerous, from what I know. Yeah. It makes you, like, a crazy person. So... You don't want it? Okay. I wasn't offering it. Good. Glad we're on the same page. I don't, I don't even know how to phrase this without just, like, starting to, like, shoot. Because I, like, I want to know who he is you before... tell him that you've... I think you're very close to, like, hitting something that would be a good roll. Usually I'm good at, like, knowing what to say, and I'm just not right now. Okay. I think I got it. Okay. Because it sounds like, to me, you're trying to insinuate to Patches that you know more about his history than he's letting on. Or than he thinks I know. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. You're trying to prove to him, I've got some dirt on you, so maybe answer some questions. So, uh, I think intimidation or persuasion, depending on how you want to use this information. Like, are you trying to use this to get him in trouble, or do you just want him to open up? I mean, like, I'm not going to go, like, sell it to somebody else, but I am going to use it for not good. I mean, is that the message you're trying to get across to him, like... I know who you are, or I know something about you, and if that's true, I'm gonna smoke your ass. No, I guess it's I guess it's more the persuasion route. Okay. Like I need you to come clean. All right, roll some persuasion then. He needs to believe that you know these things. Because this is more comfortable with that route than just like straight up intimidating people. That would do nicely. That's a twenty-three. That's pretty good. All right. Darwin and Vale, you're still both crouched down, out of sight. Uh, what are you up to? I want to get in a position where I've got line of sight on him so that when it goes down, I've got a shot. Okay. Darwin? Probably also similar thinking, just making sure I can at least see where he is. Not necessarily to have a shot, but just so that I know what's going on. All right, yeah, you can both see Patches behind the counter, smiling at Aranis, doing their best to answer his questions putting up a, an almost genuine front of confusion. But I think the three of you all know better. <sighs> well, Arnis, it's... I never wished any ill against Terrace. I do regret what happened to him. And as far as me looking young, I guess I'm just blessed there. It's a very good choice of word. <laughs> By whom... Oh, well, you know what they say. You make your own destiny. Luck of the draw. What? <laughs> like, Arnold's just going for the, like, could you not use a metaphor? <laughs> and in his head he's going, God damn elves. <laughs> it's not that I ever asked for it or, or turned it down. I'm happy with how I look. Makes me feel good. I'm glad you've got so much body positivity. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I, you know, I, if I look this young for years to come, I won't mind at all. But aside from personal chit-chat, is there something you need, Arnis? Is the armor fitting well? If you're looking for Patches to start monologuing, he's no, going to need some gonna... prompting. Okay, I'm going to take my bag off. I'm going to start shuffling around in it. I'm going after the mantle. It's right on top, so I don't yeah. really need to shuffle. But I'm going to say, alright, I'm going to make this really easy. Okay. If you are just blessed, as you say, with really, I don't know, youthful skin, then what I'm about to do won't make any difference to you at all. I may ruin a few things in your shop. You'll live. If, however, you are who I think you are, then uh, this may sting a little. Oh, Pathox. box. And I'm putting the mantle on the counter. <laughs> are you activating it on the counter there? Um, sure. God. Wow. Mm. I may die right here, guys. That may happen. 
upon seeing the mantle, Patch's eyes light up. He is very excited to see this. Oh, I'd heard that somebody had found this. And then you turn it on. And there's a general pull on all the magic energy in the vicinity. Your armor, your shirt. Is Sir Carl with you? No. Okay. You left Sir Carl. No, no, no. I would have left Sir Carl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darvin, your sword, your kangaroo. Veil, yeah, your bracer. Arnis, are you trying to focus this energy at all? Because as soon as you turn it on, it is just full spread. You mean the like, the pull? Yeah. Like, focus the pull? Yeah, I would be attempting to focus it on patches. All right. Roll me an arcana. Oh, dear. 21. Whew. Nice. Holding this in your hand, remembering what it did to Vale, and attempting to have that not happen again. You focus in real well onto the mantle, and you can all feel the pull of magic leave you as this whole vortex just centers across the counter at patches and you see him dip a bit like almost lose his footing before he turns around and starts heading for his little basement stairwell can i react to that yeah, you can react to that. I want to try and shoot him in the leg to pin him. Well, he's behind the counter. Okay, well... And you're not, then, so no. Then I want to try to shoot him to stop him. You, <laughs> you can see torso. Okay, then it's I'm shooting like for the shoulder shot. All right, fire away, Vale. With advantage? Yeah, you're hidden away. Does this count as the first attack of combat? Uh, yeah. 23. Yes, that will hit. Which means I'm going to get a shit ton of dice. I'm going to get 10 d6s. Yeah, patience. That's a lot of dice. That's a lot of d6s. <laughs> that assassinate ability. Mm-hmm. Is nice. Very nice. 38. Alright. Darwin, is there anything that you want to do as Patch's turns to dive into the basement? I forgot I have a bow. I guess I yeah. have a bow. I'm not in melee range. Right? No. The counter. No, no, no. Right, you have to shoot, if anything. All right, I'll fire an arrow. Okay, fire an arrow. That's a 25? Yeah, that hits two. Eight damage. Not as much as your 38, but, you know. You're not an assassin. Yeah. You don't usually have to worry about killing fully healthy people. It's true. I usually go after the ones who can't defend themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, a lot of things happen at once here. Arnis focuses in the mantle on patches. He turns to dive into the basement, but not before getting just pierced with a crossbow bolt in the back. And an arrow comes and hits him in the shoulder. It's not enough to stop him. He turns and he's running down the basement. Uh, and he, as soon as he's low enough, he smacks the thing, propping open the door, and just falls shut. You hear his voice coming through the floorboards. Arnis, that was, uh... That was uncalled for. You know, we could talk this out if you've got some kind of problems. But I'd really appreciate if you turn that thing off first. (laughs) What do you guys do? I shout back down. I can't. I'm on a mission from God. (laughs) (laughs) All this time, his real name's been Arnis Blues. (laughs) Sorry. It was too perfect. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I need to do that right now. Anybody else want to do something? I want to move over to the door and investigate how it opens. There's a handle on it. It sets flush into the floor, so that way when that rug is pulled over, it's hidden from sight. It's pretty standard in a lot of homes. Mm-hmm. Can I open it? Yeah, you can open it. Sweet! It opens. It is very dimly lit in there. There's like a candle burning. And what do I see when I look down there? Looking down from the top of the stairs, you see a space that's probably about the same size as the shop space up here. Directly at the bottom of the stairs, there's a rug and there's like a bunch of crates and sacks and it's hard to get a good view of the other stuff in the room just because there's a lot of stuff piled up. Well, it's like when you go down yeah. into a, like a storage basement and everything's just stacked up to the ceiling. I can't go down first <laughs> because we're going to need light and I can't carry a torch and fight at the same time. 
I'm all for going and fighting this fight right now, but I can't lead it. <laughs> right, right. Well, I don't need light. Then you go first, but I still need no, light. We still need a light source. And you ain't stopping to cast light right now because you're in the middle of controlling the mantle. Yeah, that uh, would be poorly. So, Darvish. Potentially. Yeah, we've all, all got right. torches. All right, I will light a torch. Real quick, wait, the mantle is still on? I. You were being I truthful when you said point. you don't know how to turn it off? We know how to turn it off. We've turned it off before. We've we've turned it off before. Okay, but you're leaving it on. You're choosing to leave it on. Well, not if it has now unfocused back off of my target. Well, your target is now out of sight. Then I would have turned it off. Okay. You definitely... Yeah, if I I start to feel that pull on, like, everything else around it, I would have turned it off. Okay, you're able to deactivate it. Until we can get... That part's fine. ...down there. What are y'all doing? Is the plan to go downstairs? I we don't so. know I mean, if he's got another way out, so... Okay. In which case, since the three of you are not looking like it's time to go, the first thing that Sam's going to do is join with Sniffins and... <laughs> Tamani form. Because, yeah, if you're going underground, it's a little bit more scary. Never easy with this jerk. Were you expecting it to be? I was hoping... It would be... I mean, I was just hoping for knockdown, drag-out fight in the middle of the shop. I wasn't hoping to chase him into some underground catacombs, maze, whatever it is we're chasing him into. Might just be basement. Death trap. Basement death trap. Let's do it, people. Like Casco Amontillado. That star's so fucking weird. (laughs) I light a torch. Garvin's got a torch in one hand. You want a weapon in the other, or is it just torch? Weapon in the other. All right. Who's going down first? Me. All right, Arnis. And then I guess I gotta go second to hold the torchlight. Okay. That way Vale can see. Uh-huh. Sam and Tamani form can see just fine. Arnis, are you rushing down the stairs? Is this a slow, steady descent? Oh. Don't risk tripping and dropping the mantle. Yeah, I guess I'm going slower than I want to. Okay. Yeah. I check for traps. And spiders. And spiders? Okay. Darvin, give me a perception roll. There's definitely something for you to see down here. I'm good at perception. Not particularly. I got a 16. So, as Aranus starts slowly making his way down the steps, Darvin right behind him, as your feet on the steps, you hear Patches' voice again from somewhere down here. Aranus, I'm... I'm hurt. Well, especially now... But I'm also disappointed. We don't have to do this. And as you both make your way downstairs, when you get to the bottom, you see, yeah, there's a lot of stuff just stacked up. Old boxes and things. Nothing of particular note. And you peer around the corners of what's down here, and it looks like on one side there's some drawers, clothing stuff. On the other side there's a cot. And Patches nowhere to be seen. Darvin, you definitely get the sense that something is off about this room. You took a look around, you, there's not a trap, but something's not right. It's not as it all seems. You heard his voice. It sounded like he was right down here, but you don't see him. And it's not like he was that much ahead of you that he climbed into a box. I'm going to sort of point this out and then, I guess, investigate a lot more, like the room in general. All right. Darwin wants to investigate. Go ahead and roll investigation. 14. So as you're looking around, everything looks normal, but as soon as you go to that, uh, that cot, you're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, move this aside and look to see what's going on. Your hand just passes right through it. And it's this illusion of a cot. I point that out. I immediately try to set my hand on the box closest to us. Like whatever is like okay. sitting on the floor closest to us. That seems to be real. Huh. Huh. So some of this is actually here. Well, you've got a magic vacuum in your hands right now. I do. (laughs) Don't I? I guess you do. (laughs) Cool. I turn it back on. And immediately this time, knowing that I can focus it, try to focus it on the, like, area of the cot. Roll Arcana again. That's a 16. So you focus in the mantle at the cot and the surrounding area, and as you do, you just see it all start peeling away, like light being pulled into a black hole. And the cot gets pulled up, as does a section of the floorboard, revealing a ladder going down. Oh, God. 
sweep that mantle around the room a little. Let's see if there's any other magic to suck up in here before we head downstairs again. Sure. We'll, we'll, we'll stay behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're always behind you, no matter what. And out of the way, thank you. As you sweep it through the room, it picks up a couple of sacks. That dresser, that's gone. It doesn't reveal another opening down into the ground, but it does pull away some of the wall, just revealing bare stone. Yeah, you pull up a little bit here and there. The sparkle inside of the mantle just glows a little bit brighter. Shut it down. Turn it off. Okay. Down the ladder we go. All right. Following after the little elven boy. This is going to end shot with a crossbow. Hey, Darvin, do me a favor. Darvin, you reload my crossbow for me? (laughs) Thank you. So, before anybody goes down the ladder... You approach the opening in the floorboards, and you see this old but solid metal ladder going down. Down here is much darker. It looks like something is lit down here, but it's nowhere close to nearby. You see some flickers here and there off off of the metal of the ladder and off of some of the stone on the side. This ladder goes down about 20 feet before it hits just natural stone ground. Okay, Lantern Boy, you're first. Uh, no, I'm first. Okay. Oh. Uh, you're going to need to put the mantle in your pack if you're going down the ladder. That's true. All right. The, the, the thought I had for you not going first, is since you do have the mantle, if you know you're on the ladder and he jumps you for the mantle... I guess that's fair. And someone's down there ready to help you. I guess that's fair. So who's going down the ladder first? I guess Darwin is. Okay. All right, Darwin. You head down the ladder. It's nice and sturdy. Just as sturdy as it looked. And when you get to the bottom, you're able to swing the torch around. Get a better sense of scope for this space. This is much bigger than where you just were. This area opens up a good 30, 40 feet. Before off to the distance, you see a set of stairs that zigzag down. But looking farther off, kind of opposite that direction, this seems like a massive cavern that opens up downward. And as you approach where those stairs are, you can actually catch a glimpse every once in a while of a flicker of light, like from a campfire, from somewhere much farther down. Ah. And everybody roll perception. It's dark. <laughs> this isn't to see. You've got torches, anyways. Um, veil. Four. Okay. Well, you're the last one down the ladder, anyways. It takes a little bit longer with the one arm. If I don't want to fall? <laughs> Yeah, I imagine you don't want to fall 20 feet. Yeah. You're not Darvin. But it's, yeah, it's certainly possible to climb down a ladder with one arm. Yeah. Arnis? 23. Ooh, Darvin. Uh, a crit. It's a 22. <laughs> it's a 22. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you extra information with that crit, even though Arnis got a higher total. Yeah. Because what I think happened is both of you can certainly hear a far off sound of feet, just like Going along the stones, you can both hear murmured speaking, but Darvin, you're able to like, you're able to silence the world around you and pick up on the words as they bounce off the stone and come up through this cavernous area. And you can actually hear Patches talking with someone, with some ones, and you hear Patches say, change of plan, guys. The mantle has come to us. I'll leave that to you. They're coming. Just, yeah. Wow. Is that it? Yeah, I mean, you hear some general, like, um, well, if you say so, I mean, we're willing okay. to do it anyways, and we're still going to get paid, right? And, and only this is about the, you know, the magic items, blah, 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 about the mask, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, they definitely mentioned the mask. You can make out at least four other voices down there with him. Jeez. Okay, I tell them all that. Oh, we're ready for a fight. Fight where we're outnumbered. It's evenly matched. It's evenly matched, buddy. Well, no. Well, we're up at number by one. I think that one is the only one that matters, though. <laughs> but Fine, let's turn around and leave. I, no, I'm like, I, outnumbered doesn't matter at this point. We're going. I was going to say, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying. Okay. I mean, if you're still intent on going. Oh, yeah. We're in it now. So over there where those stairs are, they're sort of cut into the stone wall, and they zigzag down. My little mini-map here that I drew for reference sake. These zigzag down about 25 feet before you get to one final landing, before you look down and see this immense cavern. The floor's 100 feet below you. 
There's a small fire burning on the ground. There's Patches. Um, You're pretty sure it's him. You see a number of people down by that fire. You're pretty sure Patches is down there. But with him are four other people. You see two who just look humanish. It's hard to tell from this distance with that little light. You see a celestial who's got a, what looks like red silk from this distance, robes on. Uh, their wings are spread open, kind of arcing up. And you see a giant with them who's just got these massive bear arms, as in the animal bear. And they're standing there talking around the fire. Off on the very far side of the floor of the cavern, there's a pool of water, 20 feet wide. There's a slight current to it, but you don't see it leading off to anywhere. And I think Darwin's still just going off that crit of yours. Yeah, you can hear Patches finishing up his final bit of instructions, and he starts heading towards like the far end of the chamber. And again, there's another set of stairs cut into the side of the wall that lead all the way down. They turn back and forth around. The only light in here is from that campfire, so it doesn't exactly highlight any of you, but those torches sure do. <laughs> I mean, at this don't point, put out the torch. I no, I don't see no. any point in trying to delay getting to him. He's already on the run. We just need to get down there. Right, right. Okay. And putting them out and trying to stealth up on them, and it's weird as an assassin saying this, like, we just don't have the time. <laughs> I'm not disputing that, but, I mean, I still think it's better to go without the torch on, because we're basically giving them a, right, like a straight... Do you want to walk down these massively long, steep set of stairs with no torch? They're not too... Like, it's not so steep you're going to fall down, unless you were trying to sprint down. I mean, I thought there was enough light from the fire that you'd still be able to see. No? Um, you wouldn't be able to see anything up here clearly without your own torches. Okay. I don't like... Well, I'm not going to say, like, if you torch. put out your torches, you're just going to all fall down. It's up to you. I guess torch stays on. All right. It'll definitely be easier to walk down. All right. I'm not going to make you do any checks if you have your torches on. Okay, that is important. All right. So the four of you are at the top of this last staircase leading down this massive chamber. Uh, who's going first? I got the torch. I can go first. All right, Darwin. Ned? I'll go second. Gonna, That's I, fine. I was going to say, I think Vale should go, because I don't exactly need the torch, so if I'm further away from the light... Okay. And then Vale, and then Sam... Uh, and you all start heading down. Is this a confident walk? Is this a strut down the stairs? Is this a hurried pace? Chase scene. Yeah, I'd say it's a hurried <laughs> pace. I don't want to lose patches. You all make it down to the bottom of the stairs safely, in a fairly quick manner. Certainly not hiding your approach whatsoever. And once you reach the bottom, you look across. and There, about 50 feet away, is the fire. Just behind it are those four people. Farther behind them, near the water, is Patches. He seems a little bit more at ease. He's got this distance between you all. He's got some wonderful friends here, in between you and him. Are you saying anything as you approach? What is this like? I have to say something. Okay. You know why we're here? You can either stand aside, or we go through you. Wait, who are you talking to? The four people right there. Okay, okay, okay. So you can stand aside, or we can go through you. Or you can join us. They're totally mercenaries. I know. Yeah, it's a joke. Or you can join us. We'll put that option out on the table. Why not? Hey, we got money. Somebody was talking about also just paid, promise so. them everything up in Patch's shop. Unless we actually Which suck I think all he's... the magic out of it. Oh, yeah, no. No, you haven't sucked all the magic out of anything up there yet. No, no, no. <laughs> List of things to do. Suck the magic out of the chaos magic <laughs> mask. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good call. I thought you were more concerned about the god. Well, eventually, should we survive? That's on the list of things to do afterwards. I wonder if it's still a power if the god is no more. Interesting theology question. We may get to answer that someday. Stand aside or we're going to kill you. Or you can join us. Oh, the join us is, like, actually out there on the table? Oh, yeah, that's... Okay. They seem like deal-making folk. Okay. Emerging from behind the fire... Almost with a swagger, this group of four step forward. In front is a shirtless man. He's about six, seven. Completely hairless. He has reptile skin tattoos wrapping around his shoulders and up his neck. He appears to have some kind of ridges implanted on his head, increasing his reptilian um, look. 
along the brow and kind of like tracing back along the skull. And as he extends his hands down and flexes his fingers out, you can see in the light of the fire his fingernails have been filed down to sharp points. To his left is a figure about five and a half feet tall, no bigger than Vale right now, which is very interesting. This is a changeling, sharp features, wild hair, and they are carrying a blade on a long chain. On the opposite side, standing almost nine feet tall, is that celestial, wings upturned, wearing red silk, not carrying any visible weapons. Towering above all of them, over 14 feet tall, is that giant, with arms of a bear. His minimal clothing reveals scars all over his muscular body. The tattooed one is the first to speak. We already made a deal with the boy. He promised us an awful lot. We're inclined to take it. I think as he speaks, Arnis, you're in the back with Sam. He's getting visibly nervous. Uh, like he recognizes this person and is afraid. Uh-oh. We made a deal with the boy to get the mantle. and He says y'all brought it with you. You just want to hand it over, walk on out. I mean, we'll give it to him, but then we'll walk on out. Waste a whole lot of time negotiating with these assholes, because I don't think it's going to be worth it. You've got a sentence. What? You've got a sentence. <laughs> I mean, if you want to let Vale shoot first. Okay. Damn it, i got to ask. I'm, I'm, I've got like three things that I can do <laughs> right now, and I don't want to do all of them, because it, I don't want to waste that much time. But I have to do at least two. Sam, what do you know about that guy? He, he'll get close to you and he'll like lean down to your ear. Uh, his name's Leopold. <sighs> he's he's a Tamani without an animal because he's too dangerous with one. Uh, if if he were to get anything from Patches, it would be very bad for my home. Okay, and I turn to Vale and I say, "You shoot first. <sighs> In, in Thieves' Camp. How far away from them are us? Or, or how away from us are they? About 50 feet since they just stepped in front of that fire. Which is outside the non... No, that's within the regular distance. 30 feet for a hand crossbow. Oh, hand crossbow. It's 30 and then 120. Well, but would, it's not going to count as a surprise attack. Because there's, I'm assuming they're ready for an attack at any point right now. And they see you all? Yes, there's that. Can we at least move closer to them so that I'm not at disadvantage on the attack? <laughs> do you want to do this under the guise of some sort of negotiating, or is this just rushing them? Uh, <laughs> or some other sure, plan? Sure, I can keep negotiating. What, um... <clears throat> So, under the guise of continuing to negotiate, I start making movements forward. I'm not going to go any closer to them than what I would approximate to be about 30 feet. You all travel long enough together. You know how close you have to be to, like, start a fight. And I say, "Ah, what did Patches promise you? Just so I know where the bar is. Said we can get whatever we want from that shop of his up there. Gonna give a Camellio here as he motions over to the Celestial. Some kind of mask. Man, saw a few good weapons up there. Got some folk I need to pay a visit to. As for uh, the other fellows here, you know they hadn't quite decided yet. But, uh, there's plenty of time to think about that. As soon as you hand over that mantle, as you continue to step forward, unless there's something non-combat. No. No. Okay. No. But as you all step closer and get more into the light. He's able to get a real good look at Sam. Goes, oh, oh, that was my lucky day. Look what the cat dragged in, huh, Sam? It's just a present for me. <laughs> Take care of you. I'm gonna go home. Take my place back. <laughs> Sam is nervous. He's going forward with you, but he is hunched low, and his ears are back. Like um, a dog being backed into a corner. When he says, it's my lucky day, Arnis audibly laughs out loud. She just goes, oh, <laughs> I'm not so sure it is, friend. Mm-hmm. Is there more you all have to say? <laughs> nope. <laughs> They're just like, <laughs> you're not going to tell Vale to shoot? 
No, the second, Vale's just gonna no, Vale's, Vale's give it like a huh. <laughs> yeah. Once Vale's in range, the, the crossbow bolt's going off. Who are you shooting? I'm shooting Leopold. Yeah, the jaguar yeah. that just called out Sam. Yeah, you go after you that asshole. That. You know, that's not cool. Mm-mm. We may have plenty of problems within our party, but the one thing that unites us is Sam. Yeah, you don't have with Sam. Don't fuck with Sam. <laughs> nope. Nope. I don't even care if I die right here. That jackass is going down. <laughs> All right, Vale. There's no advantage to speak of here. This is just fire and a shot. There is. I am yeah. going to burn my inspiration. That gives me advantage, which will allow you to sneak attack. Okay. Since it's the first attack of the combat against that character, I would still get my assassin thing. Go ahead and roll, thanks to your assassinate ability. You do have advantage here, since he has not acted in combat. 23 hits. <laughs> yes. You are definitely going to hit Leopold. 35. 35. Jesus Christ. You shoot Leopold square in the chest, and he flinches hard, bringing any semblance of negotiations to an abrupt end. <laughs> Leopold grabs that bolt in his chest and angrily yanks it out with a. and tosses it in front of him in anger. As they all notice that there's a fight about to happen, Leopold and his companions all get ready. The changeling takes that chain with a blade on it and just starts spinning it around, and they've got a twisted grin on their face. The giant slams his bear paws into the ground, causing it to just shake a little bit, and he lets out a loud roar. Camillo, the celestial, crosses his arms and grabs the fabric on his shoulders and rips off two small pieces of fabric and just kind of whips them forward and they straighten out into blades of silk. And Leopold, after he's done wincing from the pain, starts laughing a little bit. (sighs) Took me a long time to get ready to fight. But Sam, we're going to kill all your friends. And then, I'm going to take what's most precious to you, and be gone. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Maximilian John and Shannon DeMello. At the $10 Mayor level, thank you, Chris DeMello and Sierra Jones. And at the very generous $15 Governor level, thank you, Steve Geddes. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at vanessablockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash Dibber Music. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com.